Welcome to Radio Liferay. I believe this is episode 14 now. Uh, I'm back on being able to count. Uh, we're starting with new, um, with new recording gear and uh, using the opportunity to be in LA uh, today with Bradley Wood. Hello, Bradley. Hello. Um, we're doing the first open-air episode, uh, sitting here outside, nice temperature. Brad, who are you and what are you doing here? I'm Bradley Wood, and I live in Los Angeles County, and I'm a front-end uh, developer for Liferay, and I mainly work with themes and using CSS, uh, JavaScript, and Velocity templating language, and such. Are you one of the... Guys who probably are routined in Velocity. Yeah. Um, actually, before I came to Liferay, I didn't know anything about Velocity. But over the time that I've been here, I've been able to pick it up. And then I also collaborate with uh, Ray, um, who is based out of Canada. And I chat with him on IRC uh, channel. Uh, and he helps me with uh, some of the... Um, complexities of um, grabbing data from the API and stuff um, mm. that I'm not necessarily familiar with at the time, but he's definitely helped me learn a lot through through the process. Yeah, Ray is probably the other one, the other guy uh, who really knows well what to do with Velocity, right? Yeah. Based on the blog post. I think I linked that blog post also in the episode that I recorded with Ray. Um, it was what what can you do with life rate templating uh, basically doing whatever you want on the back end yeah rejects in velocity uh, was some was some wild stuff yeah pretty much I bring my front end ideas to the table and then I ask him okay what back end information do I need to bring into play here mm -hmm. in order to make it possible one example of that was um, I was dealing with um, theme custom settings and I asked him hey is there any way of us having a color picker or something in there so then he ended up adding that to the uh, DTD um, file so that then in the liferay look and feel .xml it's able to um, allow for JavaScript now so you can have a color picker um, in your custom settings so that then you can select a, a value. That's nice. That's from 6.1 on. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so from that, eventually what would be nice is for that color picker to be able to be um, affect the CSS directly. Um, if you edit your, your velocity file, your portal normal file, and just do some inline CSS, then you could tie that together to um, have that color picker modify the background color or some text color and give the um, non-technical admin um, uh, the ability to change some, some stuff um, with that. So thanks to Ray, he was able to implement that and make it work. So that means you basically add variables to CSS uh, through portal normal, so basically through inline CSS on the page, but uh, still you're able to 
to have some variables in CSS. Yeah. If I understand that correctly, that's nice. Yeah. It's the the long missing part of uh, of that. I guess we might as well um, follow through with that because there's something more uh, quite new to theming and to um, to CSS development, uh, which you mentioned that you also have been working on, which is um, the SAS integration in LifeRay 6.1. That's remotely the same topic, right? Yeah. Um, pretty much uh, Nate uh, Kavanaugh uh, was able to uh, pull in SAS into 6.1. And what SAS allows you to do is it's a preprocessor and it adds a lot more intelligence to your CSS. You can add variables such as at the top of your CSS file, you can um, set a variable for a common color that you may use throughout your CSS. So you can define that at the top and then reference it throughout your CSS. You can also nest... Um, your CSS um, so that you don't have to write as much. And when LifeRay um, loads your page with that theme, it only it only has to render it once, and then it then it uh, creates those uh, uh, temporary files so that it once once those temporary files are created, you you don't lose any any lag time uh, mm -hmm. with that. And um, it also allows you to do calculations. Um, so let's say uh, you have a particular width that you want uh, for a particular column or, or, or something that you're working on, and then you want to um, subtract a certain amount of padding from that. So you can set those two variables and then inside of your CSS just have all, all of that relative to those variables. And so it allows you to just really like save a lot of time and only have to change stuff in one spot instead of wherever you've used it throughout the CSS. That sounds really nice. Another long-wanted feature there. Yeah. And um, in 6.1, to have SAS enabled in your theme in the custom.css file, all you have to do is at the very top um, add uh, the at sign import and then a space, and then compass, and then a, a semicolon. And uh, then that will tell that CSS, hey, I want to be able to use SAS and compass. Now, mm -hmm. compass is just a library list of, of SAS functions that are um, set up specifically um, to save the developer some time with vendor-specific CSS3. So... In many cases, like border radius, um, if you wanted to cover multiple browsers, you'd have to add Moz border radius, five pixels, WebKit border radius, uh, five pixels, and then border radius, five pixels. And with uh, Compass, you're able to just um, define it once, and then it knows to add all of those other ones. So it makes the code a lot cleaner and... Uh, can save some time. Do you know if that has any chance to get backported to, to version 6? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I don't work too much on the core of LifeRay, just okay. more or less um, pushing the thresholds of what themes can do in LifeRay. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. Okay, so 
uh, yeah, you're, uh, that means you're also doing a lot of themes um, for for customers for other projects that we're working on. Um, that leads me to um, that question. Like, well, I uh, one of the first things I have done in LifeRay were uh, was a theme uh, because typically sites should look like our own sites and not like well somebody's own sites and not like a stock LifeRay site. Yeah. So you typically want a theme. Um, so it's a natural point to start. But uh, well, I have some. I don't know, expectations probably there, uh, what should be there, how I would work, uh, but I don't have that high uh, experience or, or big experience in, in doing themes. Uh, can you say anything about uh, what you typically want to see in themes um, before you start or uh, what, you're, what you're doing there, what you're expecting there? Uh, what's, what's your workflow? Yeah, well, typically um, I end up receiving a Photoshop document from a designer um, that has all of the different layers. And then I look at that and see, okay, what can be a repeating image? What can be done with CSS3? And I try to do as much in CSS as possible. That way, if the, the client decides, oh, I want this portion to be a, a different color, all I have to do is just change the hexadecimal color of, of, of that item instead of having to create another image and then upload it and stuff, uh, that can be a little time-consuming. So I, I pretty much just break down the Photoshop document into, into the different parts that make up the theme. I try to not edit the templates of the theme um, as much as possible. That way, uh, when newer versions of LifeRay come out, um, those don't have to, those files don't have to be updated uh, as as much um, but in some cases you do have to edit the portal normal like if I wanted a search bar uh, in, in my theme and um, what's been so then I typically um, start in the custom.css and just work my way from top to bottom so I I end up creating a blank theme from uh, on on my Mac, going create.sh, and then the theme name, and then uh, the display theme name, and, and quotes, so that then I pretty much just have a, a styled um, parent theme, and then I just start using TextMate and just start coding the CSS in there, and I use uh, Firebug and uh, Chrome Developer uh, and test out using those elements uh, in order to target the IDs and the, C and the classes of the CSS. Um, and what's nice with that is you can uh, use your arrow up or down to increase or decrease the pixel size or position, and it, it really helps you sort of be able to play around with, with it um, before adding it to your CSS um, file and then um, once the once the theme is pretty well done then I see okay what can be done with web content what needs to be done with as a portlet so then I search to see what portlets are available to be used and if there's a basic portlet that needs to be used then 
I look to see, okay, does this meet the customer's requirements or am I going to have to build a, a hook? Like, um, I'm, I'm not really a backend developer, but I was able to manage um, to write a hook to, like on the blog portlet for this one client to be able to change what um, social networks you can um, yep. share share the blog posts with. And so um, that's one great feature about LifeRay is that pretty much you can customize everything. Um, and it wasn't too difficult. Uh, even though I'm not a back-end programmer, was able to more or less see what code was being affected and, oh, if I just change it to Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook, then that will, that will work. But, um, but yeah, I try to find out, um, I try to figure out what web content I can do and what can be repeatable structures using templates and structures um, in order to make the user be able to have a very easy experience changing the content. And, uh, and then recently, um, for one project I was working on, I ended up, uh, accessing, uh, Vimeo API, uh, in order to have the user not have to upload their videos to any other place, but I could just grab, uh, grab the videos through a JSON call. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was pretty cool. And then I used Alloy's um, image gallery to display the video and and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that typically works quite well if you're routined in doing that. Yeah. Which I personally am not. And I always consider that as uh, close to magic. Um, at least doing that routine, like just typing. Same with yeah. Velocity. What I'm missing there, uh, maybe you have some hint there. Um uh, what are you using to uh, edit Velocity? Is there any specific tool support that Velocity can have, or uh, is that actually far? Uh, is it just routine that you that you use there? Well, I I mainly use Text TextMate, but then you can get a Velocity bundle uh, that ends up highlighting um, the different Velocity codes, so that then you can make sure that you have your your um, code syntax uh, correctly. And then I just typically, uh, for some of the lo local services, I just search for the LifeRay API for the version that I'm on mm -hmm. and then just try to experiment with, okay, what what parameters do I need to throw in there? Is it in the right format? And, uh, and if I end up having trouble, then I usually ask Ray, and he's like, oh, it's simple. You just put this and that and that. It's good to go. <laughs> okay, so it's either routine or Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a good replacement when he's available. Yeah. And, and around. And you're, well, you're working in the same time zone as he, uh, or at least mostly the same time zone. I don't know if it's exactly the same one. Yeah, I think he's like three hours uh, ahead of mm -hmm. uh, LA. Yeah, that's a lot better than well that's six hours to Germany um, so uh, yeah quite some difference there um, let me see what else would I have on themes um, well you mentioned structures templates uh, which work quite well together with themes uh, my 
my experience there was that it really helps to have some content available that you theme um, so that you don't theme a blank page but actually some content in there and that's what you mentioned with uh, for example structures and theme uh, structures and templates um, they they do help well because they can go well together with uh, with the theme itself right yeah and and generally what I try to do with setting up the structure and template is I, I build the HTML with all the dummy data that I need first mm -hmm. in order for me to style the CSS and stuff. And then I figure out what is going to be repeatable. And then I end up creating that structure and just gradually start building that. Then I go back into my template and, and set the, the particular variables in order to grab that data and, uh, and such. And then once I, I get it, um, functioning well then i go back and and do so, some of the 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 pretty formatting of oh this this structure is going to be labeled this this is a required one mm -hmm. give this tool tip and stuff and so that's usually the last step that i do when getting the uh structures and templates set up okay um yeah i guess that finishes my themes list um that i that i had here Uh, within the themes, you mentioned um, setting up the social networking and you mentioned tumble log, which gives a smooth uh, transition to your tumble log. Yeah. Um, I, um, let's plug that. Typically, uh, each morning I look on Twitter and uh, for the hashtag LifeRay. And I was trying to um, create just some simple tips originally on Twitter Uh, within 140 characters, uh, whether it be uh, telling your LifeRay bundle to uh, run off of SQL or, or different things. I was trying to get them concise enough to 140 characters. Well, Twitter um, doesn't necessarily keep that history for a long time, so I wanted, I wanted a more permanent place. Um, and a lot, and so a lot of times on Twitter, I'd heard that the community, um, wanted some documentation and, and such. And so I just decided, you know, um, might as well just set up this liferay.tumblr.com or liferaytips.tumblr.com and have that be a place where as soon as I stumble across something, I can do a quick post, and it was supposed to be a place uh, for blog posts that aren't quite um, as big as some of the posts on liferay.com. Mm -hmm. um, like uh, sometimes I would put just certain velocity variables that I found helpful, such as um, velocity count and velocity has next um, within a for each loop. And... Uh, And also it was for my own personal use so that then I could reference that of like, as I'm working on something, I'd be like, oh, I've done that before. How do, what, was the, what was the formatting of that code? So then I could reference that later. And then I figured might as well have it open uh, for the community to use. And um, so, yeah, pretty much I post as soon as I stumble across something or have had a, a need for something. And then I put it on there so that the community can benefit. Yeah, so there's no particular rhythm there, not once a day, once a week, uh, 
Sometimes it's several times a day. Sometimes it's not in a week. Yeah, it yeah. it just varies, and it's really geared towards the front end developer. Uh, but then I also uh, tie some links to um, just some some good uh, things to keep in mind when uh, designing a website or or just thinking about what a website should look like and stuff. So mm-hmm. it it varies quite a bit. Okay, and that's liferaytips.tumblr.com. Yeah. And I'll link that in the blog post. Thanks. Uh, yeah, with uh, uh, with this episode. Um, okay, what else is there? What else are you working on? Um, I'm working on the marketplace themes uh, where we pretty much wanted to take different um, business sectors and to try to make a theme for. So there's a theme for the medical industry. There's a theme for hotel resort industry. There's a, like a general, a general um, corporate-looking theme. Um, and then still in development is a real estate theme. And so what we've done is we've tried to gear what the theme would look like but not just the theme, but also particularly some web content. Um, so I don't think in the first iteration of the theme, the web content will be available, but down the road, um, on the roadmap, the plan is to be able to have some already uh, functioning uh, dummy data that has some templates and structures and some styles already created mm-hmm. for those particular uh, industries. So for one of them, there's a really fancy uh, carousel that has um, uh, tabs on the left that highlight, uh, and then there's icons and titles and subtitles, and then there's an image over to the right. And so that's really been able to help um, shape what the theme is because um, we've we've realized that uh, themes in the past, um, the Life Ray, um, haven't been like totally awesome to look at. And so these themes will hopefully give people a good um, starting point to really think outside the box of what my site can look like. And so that's been uh, exciting uh, to, to work on. So there, there will be uh, yeah, basically themes with content um, that you can just deploy more or less as demo sites um, and continue from there on. Yeah. Right. And there's also one that I've been working on um, still in the prototype stage, but what it does is it uses Google Checkout um, and web content pieces in order to make a e-commerce theme mm-hmm. uh, to where... In the custom settings or the theme settings, all you have to do is put in your merchant ID and then you add the products, which is a repeatable structure. And what that does is it creates these add to cart buttons. And -hmm. then that merchant ID is added um, into the portal normal where the uh, uh, JavaScript is called from Google. And so that ends up creating like the cookie session to be able to then send uh, the merchant requests off to Google so that then that's a great way for just a theme to be able to have an e-commerce aspect to it. 
That really se uh, that really seems like thinking outside of the box. I didn't think of doing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I wanted to do something. I, I first wanted to see if it was possible because I don't know how to make portlets and and such. Uh, and web content is really powerful in in LifeRay. And let's see. Then. Um, Some of the other sites that I've been working on uh, have been for LifeRay Foundation, uh, which is a foundation that LifeRay has that uh, partners with nonprofits and uh, donates uh, to natural disasters uh, around the world. And um, so there's a site in progress Uh, that will then be able to d display some of the stories uh, of how the LifeRay Foundation has has impacted people. Um, and then LifeRay Foundation has uh, partnered with World Impact, which is uh, inner city uh, ministry in Los Angeles. And we're building websites for them. Uh, we got done with uh, worldimpactcamps.org which highlights all of the camps that they have around the United States. And then uh, the other site was worldimpactschools.org, uh, which highlighted uh, the different schools that they had and how people could get involved uh, through teaching or donations um, or the different needs that they have. And currently I'm working on their national site. Um, this organization has been around since the 1970s, And um, we really wanted to give them a top-grade website um, so that the good that they're doing can be shared and people can get involved. Mm -hmm. So that means that LifeRay Foundation is not only donating money, uh, but also work. Yeah. Seems like that, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually how I got into LifeRay was because I was originally working at World Impact mm -hmm. and heard that they were partnering with, uh, that LifeRay was partnering with World Impact. So while at World Impact, my job was to build web mockups that LifeRay was going to build. But then my internship um, came to a close and I was needing a job um, or I'd have to move back to the Midwest. So I checked with LifeRay and see see if they had any openings and I got hired, and then about a month later, I got put on the World Impact Project. So, so you had to implement your own mock-ups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Were they good? Um, well, like, could you work with them? Um, the mock-ups had had gone through a lot of changes since I had handed them off, and um, Aaron Delaney, uh, who you had interviewed before, he started on the World Impact. Um, project on LifeRay's side um, before he handed it off to me. So the school site was pretty much done before I got on board. And then I was able to work on the campsite. Um, I was mainly on that one. And then now the national site is still being developed. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so there's many, many sites that we can still be doing for World Impact because they have a lot of different... Um, locations around the United States. Okay, and that means the two sites are, are already online? Yes. Or just done? Yes. Um, already online? Yeah, so the, the, well. the camps one and the schools one are online, and pretty much we just have each of those sites as different communities 
uh, on uh, mm -hmm. one life ray instance. So that's really great uh, being able to do that. And then the uh, virtual um, the virtual host uh, allows you to just have those URLs ping the uh, LifeRay server, and then we just tell them which community to direct it to. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll uh, link to the World Impact sites that are already online so that uh -huh. we can see, uh, A, what you did there, what LifeRay did there, uh, what you can do with themes, Uh, just get a basic impression of how they look like, uh, how they look and feel, um, and uh, yeah, get some uh, some impression of uh, what LifeRay is doing itself. Do you say itself for a company? What what LifeRay? What we're doing um, as a company uh, with our own portal. Um, so might be a good yeah. showcase for that, and uh, yeah, hopefully give some ideas what you can do with LifeRay. Um, is there anything else that we have, uh, well, that we didn't have on my list uh, or on our list? Um, the list is empty right now, so is there anything we should talk about in addition? Um, just that if you have an upgrade to LifeRace 6.0 or um, if you're on 5.2, uh, now's a great time to update. <laughs> and uh, And then... When uh, 6.1 gets released, uh, there's a lot of great front-end features to be able to be utilized. Um, All right, that brings me to to one thing. Uh, what uh, do you have any? Uh, do you have done any work in upgrading themes, uh, like from 5.2 to 6.1 uh, to 6.0, not yet to 6.1? Uh, do you have any experience there? Yeah, that was actually one of the first things uh, I was tasked to do was to upgrade all of the themes in the repository from 5.2 to 6.0. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of those were mainly uh, copying over the 6.0 uh, portornormal.vm and just comparing the two files of what was currently in the 5.2 theme and what was in the 6.0. 6.0 theme, and then um, there was some core CSS differences, uh, but those you just sort of have to um, troubleshoot on um, in different instances. But it generally wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, one thing that's really helpful is in LifeRay we have a particular way of formatting our CSS, so we uh, typically have the IDs and, and classes, uh, HTML structures starting from the top of the page and working your way down. And then we have each of the CSS elements inside of it in alphabetical order. And that way, when we pass the CSS around, people are very familiar with it and are able to read and understand the code. So having a common uh, way of coding and formatting your code really helps, um, really helps in speeding up development time and And being able to um, have multiple people working on the same the same thing. Yeah, it's probably been a while um, that you did that. Uh, do you know anything else? Do you remember anything else about like these mechanics? Uh, you you said it's been quite easy. Uh, basically, just troubleshoot uh, these CSS changes. Um, is, the, is it that easy? Uh, or well, is it just mechanical work? Uh, hey, some classes have changed. 
Um, um, one one class that's uh, changed is uh, communities are now called sites and six six one. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically in a CSS theme, what I do is I uh, clip um, several several um, items such as where it shows like navigation or company title. Um, those those um, HTML elements that are used for the screen readers, I, uh, I typically clip those. So um, if, if those CSS classes or IDs don't match, then, then you'll see it when, when you try to um, bring the theme over mm-hmm. to, a, to another version. But, um, but yeah, in 6.0 and 6.1, there's a, a lot of new features that you can take, take advantage of with, uh, with the themes. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure of those features, what will be backported. Um, but definitely if you're building themes in those, you might as well take advantage of them. I don't, don't expect too much to be backported. SAS would probably be nice to be backported. On the other hand, uh, once 6.1 is out, um, you probably won't start a new 6.0 site for too long a time. So having a new feature in there is typically not very welcome because we basically keep the old versions very stable. And, well, adding such a feature there well, would be nice but would be against stability um, so yeah but on the other hand migrating stuff from 5.2 to 6 from 6 to 6.1 um, really seems to be simple from what I've heard there yeah um, yeah. 5.2 basically mechanical we have that alloy UI Java uh, no jQuery to alloy UI upgrade in 5.2 to 6 uh, so if you have a JavaScript heavy theme then you might as well either add jQuery and continue to use that to your theme did you do that in some cases um i've I've mainly been trying to uh stick with alloy uh since it's already packaged in there and we can work with that um and so uh another thing that's uh that i've done was there was a client i was working for where in 5.2 they were needing a theme to be very versatile across many community sites and I was needing some on-off switches to pretty much um, have them like if they're in this community then to change uh, the position of the community title and such and in 5.2 I didn't have the flexibility with edible um, theme settings so there what I did was I created uh, different categories um, for the communities. And with doing that, I was able to create these variables that you could just toggle on and off. And I had about five different ones. Uh, and then in my theme and the velocity uh, portal normal, I try to isolate those so that it didn't matter which combination of those settings you used, but it could turn this section of the page on or this section of the page off. Um, because in the in the portal normal, you're able to access those those um, those variables that I had added. But now in six one, you're able to edit these custom theme settings, 
And so that works really well to be able to, because you can have check boxes mm -hmm. on off booleans okay. in, in those. Did I understand that correctly? In 5.2, you uh, basically had a standard set of categories in each community that you accessed through the API and then, well, examined the properties on those categories to, to simulate theme settings? Yeah, like well, well I, I, I used categories in a way that it wasn't necessarily set up to be used, Yeah. Um, but it ended up working for that use case so that you just deploy one theme And then if you're, if this, uh, business site needed this setting, this setting, or hide a footer, display a footer, then I could have those, um, be checked in and have them not interfere with each other, uh, mm -hmm. with, with how I set up my, my, uh, template of that theme. But then, um, in 6.1, we're able to make those, uh, theme settings, uh, on off switches, yeah. uh, they're available be, through the UI then. Yeah, mm -hmm. and also Ray helped me to be able to figure out how you can add theme uh, language properties through a theme. Because one issue I ran into was when you add a new uh, theme uh, setting that has a key that's not in the language dot properties file, then it would show up sort of goofy with the mm -hmm. hyphens in there. So. Ray was able to help me figure out how you can add a, a hook within a theme to add the language properties uh, for that, so that then it looks nicely. Well, th as a user in a non-English language, uh, thank you for thinking of those international users. <laughs> okay, uh, anything else? I don't think so. Missed? It's getting dark here, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then... Uh, yeah, I'd say thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, Olaf, and it's yeah. good to see you in the United States. That has been the first open-air episode of Radio Life Ray.